On this episode of Hold the Middle, we're going to talk about the last 10 minutes of the 2019 Nick Cage thriller, Grand Isle. We're two busy dads who don't have time to watch the whole movie. So we watch just the beginning and end of a movie, then try our best to fill in the gap. I'm Dan. I'm Steven. And, and this, this is Hold the Middle. Stephen, this isn't on topic at all, unless the topic is primal from a few weeks ago. Um, whose career would you rather have? Kevin Durand, the guy that was in Primal, he was the bad guy, and he's on a number of other things, or Dean Winters, who you may not recognize his name, but he's the Allstate Mayhem guy. Now, if you need more details, I can give you more details, but I'm kind of curious, just off the top of your head, which guy you'd be like, yeah, I'd rather have that guy's career. That's a bizarre question, Dan. A bizarre comparison of two actors. I'm asking because every time I see the Allstate Mayhem guy, I think of Kevin Durand because I think they kind of look alike. You You think of Kimi from Lost? Yes. Am I way off? Do they not look anything alike? I've never seen. I I know exactly what you're talking about with the Allstate commercials. I've never thought that that was Kevin Durand or that it looks like Kevin Durand. Not even a little bit. Not really. Okay. Well, even if you don't think they look, alike. I can answer your question. Okay, go for it. Okay. Um. I wouldn't be surprised if the Allstate guy is actually making more money than Kevin Durand. Some of these commercial actors make pretty good money, but I would probably pick Kevin Durand because he was on one of my favorite shows of all time, Lost. Mm-hmm. He was Kimi in season four, and he was in a movie with Nicolas Cage. Okay. I so like it. I pick Kevin Durand. I understand. So the, the net worth, uh, you're, you're right on the money. The Mayhem guy has a, a larger net worth. Uh, Kevin Durand, according to the internet, whoever puts this stuff together, I, I still don't understand how they do this. Uh, Kevin Durand has a net worth of around $4 million for his work. And the uh, Allstate Mayhem guy, Dean Winters, is sitting at $6 million. What I think you'll be shocked wow. to know is how much work Dean Winters has done. He has a, a really robust resume. He was on... 56 episodes of Oz. Uh, Was he really? Yeah. 31 episodes of Law and Order SVU, 33 episodes of Rescue Me, and 15 episodes on 30 Rock. All shows I've never seen. (laughs) So He's doing like multi-episode arcs on these shows. Yeah. And that doesn't even get into all the things he's done like one or two episodes of, or, you know, he's had a small role in this film or that film. He's almost 60 years old, which also surprised me. So he's been working for a long time. He's not just some commercial actor. That's just all I know him from. He's just happens to be on a lot of stuff. I don't watch. Um, Mm. But I thought that was really interesting when I found that out. Do you have... Go ahead. Do you have it pulled up right now, like celebrity net worth? I looked at it the other day. I just remembered it. Oh, I don't have it. Don't um, have it. I'm curious how much net worth uh, Flow has from the progressive oh. commercials. 
Well, why don't we look it up? Hang on. I've heard before that she makes like, I don't know, like a million dollars a year for those commercials. Well, they make a lot of them. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, she's the face of them now. She is now also worth $6 million, according to the internet. Mm. The internet's always right. Yeah. Every celebrity I've always heard who comments on net worth is like, I wish, I wish that was true. <laughs> I could, that could yeah. just be them lying. Um, but Kevin Durant has had a pretty good career too. 11 episodes lost, 14 episodes of Dark Angel, 41 episodes of Strain, countless movies and small roles. But I really think I bet he does a lot of those, uh, whatever it is, like those mind's eye entertainment movies or those, those, those <laughs> millennium film movies. I bet he's in a lot yeah, of those. He might be. But I think when you put their resume up against each other, Dean Winters has had the better career. Probably. Yeah. I'm still going with Kevin Durant just just because of Lost. Yeah. I'm gonna I'll go with Dean Winter. I'll take Dean Winter. I'll take the extra Kevin two. Kevin Durant got to spend a year of his life living in Hawaii and making a TV show. That's a pretty good year. Kevin Durant, though, always has to deal with when someone says, yeah, we got Kevin Durant. They'll be like, the NBA player? And they'll say, no, Kevin Durant, yeah. the guy from Lost. And you'll be like, oh, okay. All right, cool. <laughs> he was in X-Men. He was in, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. He was in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, we blob. Yeah. He was no, the, blob. Good. the blob. <laughs> the blob. All right. All right. Um, well, did you watch Grand Isle? Of course. I was a little disappointed. So I'm in, second time. I'm embarrassed to admit something. Okay. I'm sure I say I give out incorrect information on every episode that we've done. And I, <laughs> I, I'm curious how many listeners like scream at their device while they're listening to us. But Grand Isle is an island off the coast of Louisiana. Okay. We were talking about it this movie being set in like Georgia. Yeah. Because I felt like they were doing Southern Georgia accents. That background here. I grew up in uh, Florida. I went to school in the university of Florida. I've, I lived in Georgia for four years. I've been in that corridor of our country many, many times. I just don't think they nailed the Louisiana accent. I think Kelsey Grammer is doing a, he's doing a Georgia accent. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I've never heard of Grand Isle, but um, now we know. Now we know. Yeah, I don't know. What would you think of the uh, second 10 minutes compared to the first? Did it live up to any expectations you had? No, it sure as hell didn't go the way I thought it was going to. No. Because we were even questioning about whether like Nick Cage was playing the hero or the villain of the movie. Oh, He's definitely a bad guy. 100%. Like one of the worst yeah, bad guys. <laughs> what him and Fancy are doing in their house is pretty disturbing. Yeah. Which we didn't, I didn't find that out until the very end. Um, with the uh, voiceover at the end. Did did you maybe see more than I did? Because I don't even remember uh, hearing. No, I didn't see more than you did, but friends. they did hint at something um, that we'll probably get to when we go through my notes. Let's get started. They did hint at it in the last 10 minutes. Yes, they. I think they did. I just didn't know what but it was. They, yeah, news, they, news the very end, there's like a news report that just clears up everything for you. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, let's go ahead and get started. Where do we, where do we begin? Uh, so when I started, uh, Kelsey Grammer was letting Buddy out of his, like, his prison cell. 
Yep, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, okay. Uh, Buddy gets released. Um, I didn't have anything to say about that scene. Did you? Uh, no. It's just that Buddy said, "I gave you some info to go check out. Let me know what you found." And Kelsey, uh, Kelsey Grammer, whose name is a uh, detective, um, George. Uh, no, I wrote it down. No, I didn't. I don't remember. His name's Whatever. George. George. Okay. Somebody called him George. Okay. So Kelsey Grammer is a detective. That's one thing that we cleared up watching the uh, last 10 minutes. He's not an attorney. Um, he says he found, um, found a nightmare. Yeah. That's uh, you didn't say in a Southern accent though. I found a nightmare. Yeah. That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so he found a nightmare. And, but he won't tell him, of course, he's got, I don't know. He's not going to tell him. So Buddy does go home. He gets to his wife and she's packing up a car and she said she's going to her sister. She wants nothing to do with him for an unknown reason to us. And she drives well, Probably because he's been arrested for murder. I guess, maybe, yeah. or maybe something else. I don't know. I he's don't know. wearing the same cut off t-shirt that he had on in the first 10 minutes of the movie, but I am positive the bloodstains are in a different spot or whatever than before. It doesn't look that, like the same pattern. I think it's just a continuity error. I think it's a continuity error. So I don't think he's left the the police station for this entire movie because he's just yeah, in there I, telling a story. Yes. But I noticed he had right. like uh, stab wounds all over his arms. <laughs> I, it I definitely looked like stab wounds and there was like 10 of them. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, uh, at some point he got into like a knife altercation with somebody. Uh, probably with Walter Franken, who is probably Walter Franklin. Not Walter Franklin. Walter Franklin. Okay. Yeah. Franklin. Walter yeah. Franklin. Okay. I got Walter Franken. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah. So what um, uh, a news report comes on for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just showing uh, <laughs> random shots of like hurricane damage. Yes. And says like, this is the worst hurricane in Grand Isle in 17 years. And yep. this is when I looked up Grand Isle to find out that it's a real place in Louisiana. And did they really have a hurricane that was the worst in 17 years in 1988? Oh, I don't know. I didn't look that up. Did you? No, no I didn't. Uh, Maybe that's pretty should. good uh, like podcast uh, work that we're doing. That would be a really good thing for a podcast host to research. And maybe somebody else out there will do a podcast about it. Yeah. (laughs) Not us. Yeah. Well, we need, uh, maybe we need to talk to the research department after this episode. Yeah, We should. Um, Oh, this is the news report that also mentions the manhunt for Walter Franklin, who has been accused of teenage. uh, Teenage abductions. Teenage abductions. Yeah. This is where we get our first hint of what's going on. Yes. Teenage abductions. And I wrote down what? Because I was like, what does that mean? And who's Walter Franklin? Because I don't think they ever called him Walter in the first 10 minutes. And so I was just, I was expecting that it's probably Nick Cage, but I'm not 100% sure. I assumed it was Nick Cage. Did they not like flash a picture of him? No, they they definitely didn't. didn't. It was all a drone footage of, you know, hurricane disaster. Yeah, they kept showing the hurricane disaster even when they moved on to this next story about the manhunt for Walter Franklin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I were producing news, I would put a picture of Walter Franklin up. If there's that would a man probably hunt. be a good idea. 
Yeah. Yeah. So Buddy wakes up alone, I think in the middle of the night, and he gets up and he grabs a gun and he's walking around the house armed, checking things out. Maybe he heard a noise, whatever. A creepy moment where a Fisher-Price record player starts going on its own and he bends down and turns it off. I was waiting for Nick Cage to jump out at any moment here. Yeah, um, I think he was awoken by some sort of noise and I expected there to, to, there to be an intruder. Yeah, and he takes a swig of liquor. I guess he's, you know, on a bender because the uh, family left him. Um, and then that's it. You Nothing really happens. You tell me scene. when you wake up in the middle of the night to to go to the bathroom, you don't take a swig of whiskey on your way back to bed. Not all the time. Oh, I thought everybody did that. <laughs> it, it, it helps you fall back asleep. That's it. Might maybe it would. Depends on how much you have. Uh, but that's the end of that scene. Nothing happens. Yeah. I was waiting for Nick Cage to jump no. out at him. You know, it some sort of altercation. That scene out of the movie. It, it was completely meaningless. So he's at the coffee shop the next day. Uh, and now we are going to meet Nick Cage, Walter Franklin. Yeah, this is the, you know, I guess this is the climax of the movie now. Um, we're at the last scene. And as Buddy's in the diner enjoying his coffee, we hear a gunshot outside. And Buddy tells everybody in the diner to get down, <laughs> um, call the police. And then he goes outside. And Buddy has, uh, or I'm sorry, Walter has Buddy's wife at gunpoint. Yeah. And he's in his Marine uniform. He's clean he's shaven. He's got a Marine now. uniform. We need to do like a fact check after every episode. That, that could be a whole separate podcast. It could. It could we could be part three of each episode. <laughs> Just yeah. to go back and fact, fact check all the stupid stuff that we say. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, where were we? Uh, Walter keeps calling Buddy Tadpole, which I loved. <laughs> Tadpole, yeah, That's a like, good it's his, like it's Buddy's Top Gun call sign. Yeah, Tadpole. Uh, yeah, so Buddy gets outside. He sees that his wife, um, played by Crease's girlfriend from Cobra Kai season yep. four. Um, season four. Yeah, I think season four. I'm not sure. Uh. Oh, Walter is upset with Buddy for exposing his secret. He's got, yeah, assume, he exposed his secret. Yeah, the secret must be that he was hiding teenagers in his basement. And big, now I mean, he this wants... Is, what, this is a, wait, 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 let's not bury the lead here. This is a big, huge reveal here, which we really don't find out until the very end of the movie when they say they have arrested Walter Franklin, who was... Uh, I don't know how else to put it. What did I write down? Um, he had been abducting. He abducted. He and his wife abducted those Girl Scouts from the beginning of the movie. Yeah, held them as hostages and forced them to have babies. Were those girl? How old were those girls? Little girls, but they became teenagers. Uh, I don't know how old the babies were. We didn't see that part. These oh, are how long? Vile. Do you think people. they had them in there down there for years? Ten years at least, because. They said, and the new, first news report was, you know, the manhunt was still on for Walter Franklin accused of uh, teenage abductions. So those two girls who were abducted, uh, you know, when they were really young, eight, nine years old, grew up, had babies for them, 
They were teenagers now. So I'm thinking eight years, which also Jeez. calls into question this whole timeline. I don't know. When when were the girls abducted? When is 1988? I don't know. Where, where, was 1988 yeah. when they showed the Girl Scouts or was that 1980 maybe? I don't know. It's that very must, that, Yeah, that first scene of the movie was before 1988. So we started so out in probably like around 1980. 1980. Yeah. And then we jumped in 1988. But then we jump to another flashback of Buddy telling his story. Which is only like 24 hours earlier. Yeah. Gosh. His story. That, that's it's what a, it appears It seems to like me. it was very short. Yeah. His, his flashback was really short because he's wearing the same clothes. My, so my prediction was that Buddy was going to do some more work around the house for Walter. And Walter was going to be a mentor to Buddy. <laughs> and boy, was I off. Yeah, I think you were way off. And way I thought off. They were, I thought he was going to frame him for a murder. I still don't know if I'm wrong. Because Nick Cage definitely murdered somebody. The guy who was dressed as a hamburger. And there's, <laughs> there's no wrap-up about that at the end of the movie. They don't talk about that. So I still don't know what or, or why Nick Cage or Walter Franklin brought Buddy to his home. What was the deal? Was it just to fix the fence? Right. Because it remember, had to be done that day. Buddy was like specifically requested too. Yes. There's, there's we, more. I don't know. Yeah. We, we continue to run into this problem where we don't know what happened because we didn't watch, you know, four fifths of the movie. I know, but do you regret missing the middle of the movie? At times like, like this, yes. Have you gone back and watched the middle of the movie after Not a single podcast? movie. Not a single Me movie. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> There's none where I've been intrigued enough to go back and fill in the gaps. Not even fast forwarded. Yeah. There's nothing. What's going to be the movie? What's going to be the movie that, that, that makes me go back and watch the rest? Maybe that is our ultimate goal. Like We will continue on this quest until we find that ultimate movie. And then the podcast ends because we reached our goal. Maybe. Oh, so the woman from the beginning, the woman from the beginning, that's Nicholas Cage's wife. Yes. And, and her, her name, name is Fancy. What? F- Fancy. Fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Good name. All right. Uh, hold on. So what happens? Jeez. Uh, we can run through Walter this. Walter wants mean, Buddy. Go ahead. He bought Walt, Buddy. <laughs> Walter wants Buddy <laughs> to ex- expose Walter's secret. He said, Buddy, ex- you exposed my secret. Now it's your turn. So Buddy's like, ah, I don't have a secret. And he goes, yes, you do. <laughs> and the whole time he's holding his gun, uh, Nick Cage's Walter is holding a gun to Buddy's wife's belly, which is such uh, an odd place to hold your gun. It's so weird. <laughs> like, why would you is. hold the gun right down there? Anyway, he says, uh, well, so Buddy's secret was that he tried to help his friend Carl. I guess this was when he was in the military. He said he tried to help his friend Carl, but that was a lie. He saw him burning up on the ground, writhing in pain, and he ran. He ran. Yeah. He ran. Uh, and Walt, I just, go ahead now. He's making me laugh. Uh, <laughs> so, so to make everything okay with Walter, he just wants to know one of Buddy's secrets? I guess. I don't know I mean, what it's over. Walter's plan is it's, here. It's over for Walter. He has no plan. Uh, or, or his plan is it's over. He's not going to run. It's over. Yeah. Um, so I'm not exactly sure. 
I don't know what was going on here, but anyway, uh, there was he, a good line after, after Buddy shares his secret. Um, Cage says, "I was going to try a Southern accent, I can't do it." But he says, <laughs> "Well, you actually got tested and proved to yourself that you're a coward." Shit, that's kind of how he says it. He does. There's a there is a lot of Cameron Poe in Walter Franklin. I mean, the voice is almost identical. Yeah, and he really totally. he gets a he gets a little bit of a a very small monologue, I'd say three to four sentences, um, because in just a minute he says, you know, you're a coward, and Walter for some reason has fired two shots at at Buddy's feet. He has no intention of hurting him. The fact that he keeps shooting at his feet tells mm-hmm. me he doesn't want to hurt him. He doesn't want to hurt his wife. Um, and uh, and he brings him over there. And now he's got the gun. Now he's got the gun. He lets the wife go, but he's got Buddy, and he puts the gun to Buddy's belly. <laughs> and now the cops show up. Belly. <laughs> now the cops show up, and uh, Walter with, has with, a demand uh, with with Colonel Sanders, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, he's there yes. too. Still wearing still wearing his white suit. Yep, he says, "I want my baby girl. I want her released." And oh. Kelsey Grammer says she's in a mental facility. I couldn't I thought, get her out even if I wanted to. I thought he was talking about fancy. I doubt it. I, I don't I know where fancy fancy's is. Fancy's dead at this point. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I wonder if the blood. I wonder if the blood that's on Buddy is Fancy's blood. I don't know. Been, I thought could be Buddy's blood, but I don't know. They weren't treating him for any injuries. I think by the time Buddy meets. Walter fancies already in a mental institution. Could be, but that, I don't know. That wouldn't make any sense. Why would Walter still have a bunch of girls in his house? So buddy has a bunch of blood all over him. It's on his shirt, but it can't be his own wounds because they would have taken him to a hospital, treated him for all his wounds. He'd be wearing something else. So that blood must belong to somebody else, right? I don't think it's Maybe, Walter. But it looked like his arms had stab wounds. I don't know. <clears throat> Will are we intrigued know. enough to find out? Probably. Uh, probably not. So here's a good I'll, I'll, for, I'll forget all about this movie when I wake up tomorrow. <laughs> here's a good a good uh Nick Cage line. He goes, She is about to get ugly. <laughs> yeah. Although that I don't think I did a Cameron Poe right there, but he's He's setting up his monologue here. And Kelsey Grammer says, what would your fellow Marines say? Would they condone this? And this is where he goes off. And he starts with really getting into the Southern accent and talking about how they would condone it. This is, he says, this here, like Foghorn. It's a good monologue. This here is a sacrifice against a system that doesn't care about him or his fellow Marines. And he goes on for a second. And Kelsey Grammer. I thought the line delivery there was really good from Cage. I did not. Oh, I thought it was. It was entertaining. Weird. It was. It was the like Cameron Poe's accent was pretty bad, and this was a cheap imitation of the Cameron Poe ac- accent, in my opinion. Cage didn't. His accent seemed to come and go over the course of the movie to me, but when he was giving this monologue, you definitely heard it. And then, yeah, of course, it was, it's not Kelsey good. Grammer just went full Savannah, Georgia with his. Do you, do you think Grammer went home at night 
after shooting each day thinking about his decision to have this accent his choice his, i don't know yeah, his choice. i don't think he thought much about it at all although i respect kelsey Grammer as an actor i saw um some of a really bad movie called money plane have you ever seen it money plane no money so oh, you need to watch the first 10 minutes of this movie <laughs> first he and last 10 is, minutes it is so insane it is so bad. We should just review it. We should do it. I wonder if we could do a whole season on Kelsey Grammer. Um, we can't do it on Hold the Middle because you've never, you've already seen the whole movie. I haven't seen the whole movie. I stopped and then I never picked it up again. Oh, okay. Um, so you can still hold the middle. I could probably do it. But his performance for his, <laughs> in the first 10 minutes is really good. And he could, the, the stuff he's saying is so batshit crazy you will crack up. It is hysterical. Um, and But he he really nails his lines. So I don't know, man. Even when Kelsey Grammer is saying some terrible stuff, I feel like he's committed. Mm. Does Kelsey he have a Grammer is better accent? in this. Than, no, not in that one. Okay. he's. I think Kelsey Grammer in this is better than Nick Cage's. I was not impressed by Cage's monologue there at the end. That was, it, it wasn't good. Well, we'll have to agree to disagree because I, I enjoyed it. It's we'll not going to win. Listen, it's not going to win him a, an Oscar, but I just liked how he delivered the line. You it's know what I like to say? I like to say we'll have to agree to agree with me. <laughs> Never heard you say that before. <laughs> you must not like to say it too much. Not too often. Um, All right. So Cage says this. He I'm going to try and do it. <laughs> this here is a sacrifice against a system that doesn't give a shit about me or my fellow Marines. <laughs> it's right, pretty it's good. as good as it gets. <laughs> and Grammar, I don't know what, I just wrote down and Grammar was just like, oh, just let him go. Just let no, him he go. Said, George says, uh, let's talk this out over a beer. He does, yes, he does. And then and, Cage and, says, I'm done talking, George. I'm sure as hell done drinking. <laughs> so Walter takes a deep breath. I kind of saw where this was going. I didn't think he was there for a fight at all. I thought he was going to shoot himself. Yes. I, that's what I thought. It was I thought like he was, was he was like signing off, right? Like he was yes. saying his, he's like, Marine Walter Franklin. Yeah. You know, whatever. And he lists all his 14th, credits and 14th infantry or whatever. Yeah. So he, he signs off. He does. <laughs> go ahead. He signs off. Um, let's buddy go. And all of a sudden, in an instant, he's got two guns. Yeah. Where'd the second gun come from? Where was the second gun? I don't know. It just magically appeared in his other hand. <laughs> yeah, I swear he did not have that gun before then. I don't know where it came from. So and now he's got this? two guns. Was this in the script that all of a sudden he has a second gun? Why does he have a second gun? I don't know. So he takes <laughs> so a couple stupid. steps. He take, He's taking a couple steps now toward the cops. Guns out, but he never fires. This was a suicide. I don't care how they write it up. This is suicide. He never intended to shoot any cops or Buddy or Buddy's wife or himself, but he was going to get killed by the cops. So there's like four cop cars and he's, he's walking towards them with his guns drawn and they're just, you know, they just unload on him. 
they shot him like a hundred times <laughs> and he slowly falls to the ground yeah. he's as he's falling he's still gripping both guns yeah he does not Did, let go of those guns so at any at the end his last shot he's kind of like with his head up like uh, and then he lays down again and the next shot is in the hospital like a hospital bed was there any point of you or any part of you who thought it might be nick cage no there was i mean because i saw many times he got shot there was no way he could have survived that well, he shouldn't have even been breathing by the time he got to the ground of course not how come nobody shot got him a like 20 times nobody got a headshot all in the all in the chest well those uh, the the Grand Isle Police Force, they're not very good at aiming because one of yeah. the officers shot Buddy in the shoulder. <laughs> Buddy's like six feet away from Cage and gets shot gets shot how by friendly people, fire in the shoulder. How many people behind them in the diner got killed? <laughs> it's very careless. Very. Yeah, careless. Hopefully they were still they were still down on their tables. Yeah. And then when so the um go ahead. When Walter's laying on the ground, he's still alive. The police yeah. are just kind of standing around for like 10 seconds before they, before they move in and grab him. Even though, well, he still had two guns. Got to be careful. I don't know. I mean, once he was down, I think they got to rush in and immediately grab his guns and hold him down. Yeah, maybe. He had blood yeah. in his teeth too. <laughs> of course. What do you think they use to show like blood in someone's mouth on, on a movie oh, set. Those little, those little capsules. You think remember those okay. when you were a kid? Didn't you, you can eat those? Them? Yeah. You put them in your mouth, you bite into them and they release like fake blood. Oh, you think it's like a, like a syrup? I don't know if like it's a syrup, sweet red syrup, but it's not, it's non-toxic. Hmm. I've, I had those when I was little. I never what? had fake blood capsules. No, I had cap guns. You haven't lived. <laughs> so Buddy gets uh, shot in the arm. He's in the hospital with his family. His wife's there. His daughter's there. I think it was his daughter. They say, they're going to work on things. We're going to take it one day at a time. And that's the end of them. We get another news report. Okay, hold on. Go ahead. Before you get to that. So the they have the baby. It's a fake baby, obviously. Like I there is one close up of the baby's face where it's a real baby. But other than that, they're using a fake baby and it's wearing like a hoodie. It's got a hood over its head. <laughs> when she hands Buddy the baby, he's holding it face down <laughs> right up against his chest. And I wrote down in my notes, not safe. <laughs> no, that wouldn't be safe. Anyway, go ahead. I, that part I might go back and watch because I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, you just see the back of the baby and it's wearing a hood, so you can't see its head, but it's face down against his chest, like he's suffocating the baby when we leave this, leave this scene. Oh boy, oh boy. Uh, yeah. So you said uh, we get uh, this this explanatory news report at the end. Yep, yep. We get the news report. We get a little like practically like a milk carton with the two girl scout uh girl the two girl scouts and a missing thing that says uh you know the basically according to this news report um Walter Franklin and his uh, wife they were 
you know, had the Girl Scouts in their basement as hostages and they were forcing them to have babies and they've been caught. Something along those lines. I'm and a little it. curious about what happened to Fancy. Maybe I'll look it up. Yeah. According to the credits, uh, Kelsey Grammer was Detective Jones. Uh, there were Jones. only the, <laughs> the entire cast in the credits was only 14 people. Did you notice I, that? Yeah, I noticed that too. Um, I did write down why I was buddy bloodied. And I think we kind of talked about that already. I think it was, I'm going to say it was Fancy's blood. I would like to find out. Do you think Buddy right. killed her? I don't know. Or you know. think Walter killed her? I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This was, uh, um, I noticed in the credits, this was filmed in Jackson, Louisiana at Orwo Studios, which I think you talked about on the last episode. Oh, okay. So there's a studio in Jackson, Louisiana called Orwo Studios. And uh, I guess that's where a lot of these Southern Louisiana movies are filmed. This is the second movie we've done that was based in Louisiana. I don't know about filmed in Louisiana, probably, but at least the second that was based in Louisiana. What was the other one? Um, Arsenal. Oh, right. Arsenal. Yeah, that was Louisiana too. Yep. I think there are uh, Louisiana and and Georgia are big tax break um, states for film productions. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta has become like the Hollywood of the East as far as film and TV productions go. Yeah. A lot of Marvel stuff is filmed in Atlanta. Yeah. Stranger Things is filmed in Atlanta. Mm. Rotten Tomatoes had this uh, 9% on 11 critic reviews. 45% though. 45% for audience. Uh, I only wrote down one of... That's not bad. 45 is not bad. I mean, it's still bad, but it's not terrible. Um, I only wrote down one review. Um, Brian Orndorff of Blu-ray.com says, if there's a way to just watch the first half of Grand Isle, I'd recommend it. That's what we do. Hmm. Like, I think Brian Orndorff should listen to our podcast. Maybe. Because you we can, need to honestly, get Brian Orndorff from Blu-ray.com on the show. Maybe we should. After the first 10 minutes, I thought this was a decent movie. The ending, though, not good. Did you notice uh, the poster for the movie? I'd say like 60% of the poster is Nick Cage's face. It's I did, huge. yeah. Yeah, it's, got, it's him with his long hair and beard. Yeah. yeah. And then it the does... very bottom, there's like somebody pointing a gun at somebody else, right? Oh, I didn't see that. All I could see, yeah. I couldn't get past Nick Cage's face. Yeah, he, he's more, it's more than 60. It's probably 70 or 80% of the poster. <laughs> also, we missed the hurricane too. I'm sure there's a big part of this movie that's about a hurricane. Hmm. Oh, because yeah, yeah Buddy, Buddy gets trapped at their house. Buddy comes During over to fix the fence, gets trapped at their house because of the hurricane. And that's when he discovers the children in the basement. That's gotta that's be what bad. happens. Okay, we've, we've gone on long enough. Stephen, what is our next movie? Next week, Dan, we're going to be talking about Running with the Devil, a 2019 movie that is available to watch on Hulu. We've almost exhausted his 2019 movies, right? I mean, we're get, we got to be getting close. Pretty close. He did six movies, and I think after the next one, we'll have watched five of the six, I believe. Wow. And if we do 10 Nick Cage movies for season one, this will be the eighth. So we're 
we're in the home stretch here. We're getting pretty close, and I think we're working on a on a fun season finale to end this first season of Hold the Middle. Awesome. Can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. All right, good. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye, Dan. See ya. If you like this podcast, please tell your friends and find us on Instagram at Hold the Middle. 